0: You're listening to the Wonderlust Swingers podcast with Aussie hosts, Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wiping and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories, as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people, and of course, our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Let's get into the episode. G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Wonder Hoppers uh, podcast. My name is Kate, and I am actually from the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. But because I have a joint hosting situation with me right now with Mr. and Mrs. H, of course, from the Fabulous Bed Hoppers podcast, we're calling it now the Wonder
1: Hoppers. Welcome to the show, guys. Well, technically, I would say this is a threesome, and we're <laughs> going to run with that. <laughs> a foursome if you include Zoom, dirty, dirty little whore.
0: yeah thanks to zoom for hosting us much appreciated (laughs) oh the things that zoom saw during the pandemic Uh, zoom is currently trying to wash its eyes out i'm sure i think she's just trying to wipe her memory of all the quizzes that everyone experienced
2: hey zoom (laughs) didn't even buy us a drink before hosting this threesome so
0: oh my god that's just dating 101 really isn't it flirting 101 (laughs) get a clue zoom before we get into our rambling mess, what we're we talking about today, we're going to be talking about the Winter Wonderland, which is the UK's Swingers Club and Swingers Hotel takeover that we just hosted. We did a good job, I thought overall.
1: I, I thought we did. Spoiler alert: a fantastic job, collectively, <laughs> individually, and um, any other sort of things that I can imagine in my head. But I, I think it's important. What, backpacks for everyone, not. Cowpats, because they're quite different. It's important to point out that I think this is the biggest UK hotel takeover swinger event and probably the first that's ever happened of Definitely. this magnitude.
2: We knocked out of the park, I think. I'm going to say we did.
0: Yeah. Just for everybody who's like, what is why is everybody just giving themselves praises before even getting into the episode? <laughs> we have been hosting together now, what is this now, fourth time we've hosted together, right? I think so. It must be something like that we kind of started out doing kind of a, a mingle and a bit a bit at a club and we of course went to like london city And then we started doing a smaller one at at Penthouse. And and luckily, Penthouse Playrooms, uh, the club that we now take over, kind of partnered with us and said, yeah, you guys can buy out the whole thing. And you're right, it did get to the point where I was turning away a shitload of people, but the number of people that were coming through was really just astounding. And I I constantly underestimate the size of the lifestyle in England, actually. And I don't know, bad, bad props for me for doing that, I guess.
1: Well, I, I remember, Kate, having a very, very sort of early days, like day one or day two conversation with you where we were like have we done the right thing here are we completely (laughs) mad do we need to burn everything yeah do we need to take the car set it on fire and then claim the insurance
2: (laughs) Kate doesn't even have a car
1: (laughs) I know my bicycle Uh, It's not worth much. No, you're right. When we decided
0: to do this and, you know, of course I signed the contract and I sent through the money to the hotel and there were many a text messages between the three of us, just me going, what the fuck have I done? Like, are we going to lose all this money? Is it going to work? Is anybody even going to come? And um, thankfully, thankfully people turned up. So I am still sitting in a house. I'm not coming to you from some shanty on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) broken penniless <laughs> thankfully thankfully but yeah let's let's i don't know crack crack on to the event uh, by the way gentle listener uh we don't really have a set podcast episode breakdown so we're just going to kind of bounce and roll off each other so if this seems discombobulated that's uh, that's 100 me if you're going to explain this event to somebody how would you explain the kind of event
2: well i was describing it to people as narnia oh okay but because in my head I had this fantastic, magical Narnian. <laughs> Your <kind> dress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Winter Wonderland. I was like, it's Narnia. Aslan's going to be there. There's going to be a wardrobe. It's going to be Tucker's Delight. It's going to be great. <laughs> So, I think people really bought into that.
1: <laughs> that's why people were so confused when they t- showed up. Oh, like, wearing...
2: why so many people turned up? <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Well, I, I think there's something quite different about the events that we've been running together. Yeah. it's a wonder hopper event, and I think they it's it's a little bit of a of a social thing. And that there's lots of uh, enabling of, of social elements. So bringing people together. So part of this was a, a, a hotel takeover. Part of it was sort of pre-parties and getting people to know each other. And the other element was sort of getting people to all these great, these great people that have now met each other and gotten to know each other into a really nice, sexy club. Mm-hmm. And just lighting the touch paper and see how it goes. I think that's that's the thing. But what I've really loved about this this build up to this one in particular is that it's been lots of conversations. We've had our chat group running. There's been lots of interactions. We've had Zoom, so people hopefully have felt pretty comfortable by the time they get to the actual uh, club part.
2: Mm, and not everyone attending had yeah. obviously been to one of our events before, so there's always an element of you know a good element of people who are brand new to going to big events or even just clubs generally. But what's brilliant is when they get sort of absorbed into the the, the chat that we have beforehand it's really reassuring to see each other you know sort of talking to each other about don't worry if you're a newbie it's fine you know this was our this is our second one or you know it's so good we're coming back again and you know so on and so forth and by the time you get around to your next event it then becomes again your collective gets a little bit bigger and you've got more and more people who keep returning again and again and then spreading the good word so it's it's really lovely that
0: Yes, we are Borg, assimilate.
2: Exactly, we are Borg.
0: About 50% (laughs) of the people that actually came to this event um, had never been to our events before. So there you go, Mm. half the people at the event had never been to um, our events at all. And certainly about 30-ish percent had never been to an event or a club or what have you. What I will say is I think that in the lead up, it was nigh impossible to actually keep up with the chat. So it, on one hand it's positive because it, <laughs> I mean the thrill and everyone was getting super excited and like putting their outfits in the what are you wearing section and putting sexy photos in the sexy sassy photo section and you know lingerie like here's what I'm going to dress down to and all of that like the, the, the it was just palpable how excited people were and i got to say I was actually getting a little bit worried because when there is that much excitement pre-event Normally what happens is people go, they either overpromise and underdeliver, deliver yep. or they just go insane and then they drink too much and just get absolutely like four sheets to the wind sloppy drunk. I was actually pleasantly surprised and, and very happy to see that whilst people were merry at the event, like there was nobody falling over themselves, nobody was sick in the bathroom, like, you know, all of that. So there was definitely this element of like excitement pre-event and I'm very thankful that nobody,
1: uh, you know, was was acting a fool.
2: Yay! I didn't get drunk. Oh, you mean other people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think there is something about that that build up where people do go a bit crazy. And I think the other thing I've seen is where people get so they get really het up and they get they start feeling really sexy and they're really looking forward to the event. And then they get to the last possible hurdle and they shit themselves about it. Oh god! Mm. And there is the inevitable. Body crisis, the inevitable confidence crisis that sort of hits, and I think what, what was interesting is actually we did see some of that, and we did see a few people having those moments. But actually, what was really cool is that they did reach out to ourselves, yourself, and the rest of the people in the group, and everyone sort of calmed down just a little bit and offered their advice and talked them taught them through this process, which was really good to see. Mm. But you're right that the chat does get kind of cray cray, and. <laughs> I mean, I'm on it 24 hours century. a day. Yeah. <laughs> Although, guaranteed, the second that I'm not on that chat, something bloody happens well, every it's time. It's still
2: going crazy now because now people are in that post event, like honeymoon period of, of reminiscing and reflecting on how yeah. great it was. And, and it's still going, you know, people going, oh, this was great. And I like, connected here. And. Let, when's the next one? When's so, the next one? When's the next one? That's mainly the question. When is the next one? I can't wait for the next one. Boiler
0: alert. So this is going to be a podcast in two parts. And obviously the second half of this is going to be in the Bedhoffers podcast. You have to listen to find out about that. Because <laughs> we're not telling you until the end. So that's that's our way of getting you to actually listen to the entire episode.
2: Yes. Guarantee you have to listen to all the way to the end. <laughs>
0: Before we want to get into like some of the more, I guess, how did this event come about? What actually happened? Like, you know, some details about the event. Uh, let's maybe share some personal stories. You know, just, I think I think it's good to sprinkle some of these in as we're talking about the episode, just to kind of keep it keep it interesting for people that maybe have been to events or haven't been to events. So I'm going to share a personal thought. Mrs. H and I always do the kind of check-in reception and we don't generally tend to get to leave the desk. I want to say it until maybe 9.50-ish, right? That's when we can kind of – that's when most people and we get to leave and go and start experiencing the event to ourselves. I walked out the little reception doors and as soon as you walk into there, you're into the locker room, right? And I have never seen the sheer volume of people in lingerie or changing into lingerie as I saw at this Mm -hmm. event ever before, really early on. I was, I was surprised. So yeah, it must've been 9.50 or 10 PM. And honestly, there would have been 30 sexy bodies changing into lingerie. And I, you know, I'm coming through fully dressed. I was literally on my way to the bathroom and I'm like, (laughs) excuse me, boob graze, excuse me, butt graze as I'm kind of walking around. And that was just something that I thought was, I mean, first of all, it creates a really sexy atmosphere, really nice ambience, but what was a, a standout for me on a personal level was that people felt comfortable enough to do that. You know, they felt comfortable enough to whatever shape, size, age, uh, you know, demographic they were, they felt comfortable enough to get down into – into their lingerie. And that was something that really stood out to me as a kind of a personal uh, experience. What about you guys?
2: Mm, I, I did experience the same sea of beautiful bodies as I came <laughs> back from a reception on the way back upstairs finally. You did and I you agree. naughty, naughty girl. It was absolutely incredible. When, when I, I came through the reception, and I was like, oh, holy shit, all right, everyone's already doing this. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. You're, you're absolutely right. It was fabulous to see everyone already at that point where they were just... Starting to get comfortable and start dressing down, and yeah, it's fab. To see that. So that's not my personal story, but I just wanted to echo oh, your sentiments because I agree it was quite different from being behind the desk and seeing everyone coming in in their finest, suited and booted, and glorious dresses, and then Nec- neck minute, <laughs> last days of caligula. Here we go. Okay, then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
2: What's What's your personal story, Mister A?
1: Well, there's, there's a few stories, but can I'll try only have one, I can for only now, have one for now But you can
2: have another one in 20 minutes. All
1: right. Thank you. So the one that I, I'm going to share is actually about Friday, because I, uh, we, you know, we set up on Friday and we get to the hotel and. Uh, we had a pre-party on the, on the, on the getting evening. the one of the
2: many pre-pre-pre-pre-parties. <laughs> the, the pre-pre-party. We had many pre-pre-parties.
1: <laughs> it was the pre-pre-party. And that, but before we got to that point, we, we'd obviously got together with, with Kate and Daryl and we were packing all of the goodie bags, which are great. That was really nice. It's good fun. It's that one of those moments where it's a kind of shitty job, but it's kind no, of fun. but I love it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to do. But after that, we, we mm. went to one of the room crawl rooms that were already set up. We went and they it was a disco mm-hmm. room, wasn't it? Yeah. That Briz Couple were hosting. though. Mm. They won't mind us mentioning that. And I loved that little moment where we were able to just all hang around together before we went into the pre-pre party and pre-pre-party. Pre-pre-party. Yeah, and it, and it all kind of started properly. And that was great because we, we did a bit of karaoke. And I say we, it was mostly me. We all had a drink or two. There's some... Some laughs, there was some really fun photos shared. That really set me up for the rest of the weekend. I was it was I was so chilled and happy. I didn't want to leave that room to be fair. You did not. <laughs> you were like, one more song. Mrs.
0: H was like, get the fuck out of here, get in the shower and get ready tear for dinner. Yeah,
2: that microphone away from his hands. He was picking it up and he had his mouth open already <laughs> to start singing the next song. I was like, it is 6:26. We have to get out of here now. We have no time left. And he was like, like, oh, he might as well have like kicked his way across the room, like scuffing his feet as he went. Like, God's <laughs> sake, man. <my." laughs>
1: <laughs> but it did. It really set the scene. And I really love the fact that we had that moment of being able to just chill out together before we kind of headed out. And before the party proper pre-pre-party kicked off properly. Well,
2: this segues really nicely into one of my personal reflections. Good. So it's not so much a story, but it's more of an observation um, that people fed back to me kind of on the night uh on both nights actually so and I it was the first time I properly heard this kind of feedback and it resonated with me so I had quite a few people approach me over the course of the whole weekend and said it is so so lovely to see the hosts like all all of you as hosts um enjoying yourselves. And I don't mean in a physical, oh my God, look, they're getting their clothes off. It was more of a, you guys just seem like you're having a really good time. Like you're relaxed, you're, you're welcoming, you're, you've got a smile on your face. You were having a great time on the Friday and the pre, 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 pre party. And again, on the Saturday, when we got to mingle and, and talk to people, people just commented on how much, more relaxed we seem this time around. I don't know if there was a notable difference between this one and my last one, but actually I I do take that on board because I think this time around I really, really enjoyed myself and got to talk to so many more people, not because I made more time or effort, but because it just seemed to fall into place a little bit more for me. Personal reflection I wanted to share because I feel if people noticed it, then it must be coming from within, surely, if you're having a great time. Yeah,
0: I think too, having the Having the early Friday arrival and I think also having maybe the the entire hotel to ourselves on Saturday probably lended itself to us feeling a little bit less stressed about what could happen if civilians were to walk in, to see, to, you know, do whatever. I think that having – that does take a little bit of a load off, you know, because I find sometimes when I'm talking to people – If it is in a place where there could be some civilians or things like that, even though I'm trying very hard to engage with that person whilst I'm having a drink, I'm often scanning the room for potential risks Mm. and uh, I I didn't find myself doing that as much this time. So I think that probably was a bit of a a load off maybe even uh, subconsciously for all of us that we went, oh, yeah, like we don't need to actually be thinking, oh, you know, what's the code of conduct is – is everybody doing the right thing? And, mm. and for that also, you know, is there going to be any issues with with the public, you know, are they going to come and say something, do something, you know, or, or you know, non-consensual touches and that sort of stuff. Like we just didn't – I think that's, yeah, again, maybe subconsciously a bit of a load off, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. just takes the pressure off, doesn't it? And you can just – that's one thing less for you to worry about constantly, so. Do you guys want to hear some highlights? Yes, please, always.
0: Yeah, so we've done a survey – After the event and I asked a question, what was your favorite experience or moment of the event? And I've, I've highlighted a few that I wanted to share uh, with you guys. So you have not heard these before Uh, everybody listening, they haven't heard them. So let's, let's talk about them. So I said, yes, what's your favorite experience or moment of the event? This one says difficult. My highlight was a personal one. I had a wonderful moment showing off a gorgeous friend around the club. We had fun dancing on the pole as in the strippers pole inside the club um, the other highlight was hosting a room. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into, but it turned out to be the best thing ever. We got to chat to so many people. It was really an awesome way to socialise more than doing the actual crawling itself,
1: I think. Wow. That's, um, yeah, that's lovely. I, I That room crawl... And I'm sure we'll have lots to say about that in a, in a minute.
2: It deserves its own little segment, I it think. Does,
1: it deserves its own podcast, really.
2: Yeah. It, let, let's move on to other comments and then we can come back to the room crawl bit because I think there's probably a lot we want, we want to say about the room crawl. Yep. Okay, sounds good.
0: This one says, this person said it was really good to have the opportunity to land on the Friday and start talking to people ahead of the event. It was great that it was a smaller, more manageable amount of people on the Friday. Uh, this person also says the room crawl was a great way to meet people, but... um yeah, they're kind of remarking that sometimes that, you know, if you are, I guess, a little bit shy or a bit introverted or you're a bit unsure, or you're new. Sometimes if there is any kind of pre-party, it's not a bad, bad idea to come
1: in early, right? It makes a difference and it helps, helps everyone sort of chill out a little bit and they seem to get to know each other and already you can see not so much groups forming, but people sort of actually sort of hanging around and introducing each other. I, I really love that about the pre-pre-party is one of my most favourite bits, actually, the there's sort of everyone just because there's no, there's nothing at stake. There's no club at the end of that immediate rainbow. Obviously, right. there's rooms upstairs, but it takes the pressure off, and everyone sort of chills out a little bit as a result. That's kind
0: it, kind of matches this next person. They said, Love to the Friday pre meet as it was a good way to meet people before the takeover. The gift bags were also a lovely touch. There you go. Our uh, hard work is not unnoticed. And then the room crawl was a fab idea to warm up to the weekend. So there you go. That's another person kind of saying, yeah, they did come in a little bit early and it might have helped them relax a little bit. I'll go back to the first one, though, about showing your friend off around the club and being in lingerie and dancing on the pole. I think, again, that's a really nice thing because I, I think that we bring all of our sexual desires and interests and intrigue into this club and sometimes – You know, you might think that people don't really understand your interest or your kink or whatever, but, you know, having someone there saying like I was showing off another person, which sometimes people might see as a negative thing as if there was like a level of uh, ownership there. But I actually think it's quite a positive thing. I think it's lovely that the person was like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And obviously the other person got a kick out of it too. I just think that's um, really great to kind of know what is going to make you happy, make you feel sexy and make the other person feel sexy as well. Uh, this one says, there was so much going on, I can't think of anything that stood out. However, the team were great at showing us a round. So, of course, shout out to Secret Stag and and Secret Vixen there. Um, the other attendees were friendly and flirty and made us feel comfortable. That's great.
1: I, I think that's really important. It says a lot about the group, I'd say.
2: Mm, I would agree.
0: How, how important is it to have a, like, if you were going to, you know, going back to maybe some of the newer times when you just joined the lifestyle and going to an event or things of that nature, like, and obviously we've, have shared many a times when uh we've attended events and they've just been absolutely shite but going back to that like how how important do you truly truly think it is to find a similar tribe when you are going to something like this like is it the most important thing or are there other elements like security like consent like safety that trump the people at the event what's well, this is quite a controversial question
1: some of the security staff the organization or whatever that's, the, that's that's almost housekeeping you you kind of want it to be of a of a decent standard, at least you hope it's going to be. But I think the, the finding the right people, or the people that are close to you in terms of the way they act and the way they approach this whole thing, it makes it makes an incredible difference. I mean, we've been to events where that tribe isn't our tribe, and it, it you just come away.
2: Yeah, so I think there's a lot to be said for finding people that align to the same values that you hold. And I I like to think that so far with the events, we've tried to curate groups of people that we feel might have each other's best interests at the core of what we're doing. And so by that, I mean, it's difficult not to create cliques and have people come away feeling like there's little insular group setting up and you know I'm sure somewhere in that in that feedback there's people who may have commented and said oh it's just too cliquey when you go to events like this because everyone knows each other and it's not the case you know it might feel coming into a group as a newbie that everyone knows each other already and that already there's like you know relationships forming that they can't seem to sort of break into but it's not. And I think it's more likely that people are sharing those those common values that they align to, and they're just finding their way into these little groups and finding like minded people. So, I think finding your tribe. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about this before, and it's it's really important. But it's also important to know that you don't you don't have to be ostracized from from that tribe. You know, you can absolutely find your way into it just by sharing some of the same values that that tribe already has if that makes sense but i
1: think we give people a a large number of opportunities to mm. integrate themselves yeah. within the bigger group from the chat and if that's not your thing then there's a pre pre-party and if that wasn't your thing there was a room crawl mm. and if that wasn't your thing there was a pre-party and if you know and if you if you can't still can't, you find, still your can't find your group then there's still the club itself and the, the social opportunities that exist within that yeah. but i think there's there's only so much you can do you can you know you can offer Mm. all these things you have to take a leap of faith sometimes yeah and and you are a little bit responsible for doing that yourself but i think what what i've really enjoyed is you know especially in this comment is around how we've offered all these different things and people have kind of gone actually that was useful for me that helped
0: but you are right mrs h um so the next i'm just going to flip forward to one of the other questions we asked in the surveys what could have made the event better you just mentioned there that you know, you're sure there's probably you know feedback to the contrary. You know, there's always going to be negative feedback mm. and constructive feedback and and all the rest of it. And I, I want to be balanced here. You know, I don't want to just constantly blow wind up our own asses. So we're going to do uh, we're going to do that. What could have made the event better? And a couple of the comments were around you know just ha- how to integrate with people, right? So yeah, the perception is that it can be clicky or that everybody knows each other and that sort of stuff. So I'm going to read a few of these again. I want to be balanced. Uh, this person said where with there being a lot of new guests, us included, maybe the pre-party. Um, should have a type of meet and greet or speed dating. So everyone mixed more. It would have helped as um, we knew some, but we had difficulty mingling, you know, around a little bit more. So um, we con- we stayed in contact with the group that we came with and we mixed with, we would have liked to have mixed more and make more connections. So that person's kind of acknowledging, hey, you know. Uh, another person did also say that they would have liked to have um, gotten more involved too and they said, you know, we're we're aware that's on us, you know. So it says here, for us, it was purely just having the the charisma to speak to more people and and get more involved. You know, so again, it's it's you can you can do as much as you can, um, but at the end of the day, that like you said, there does need to be a leap of faith. You kind of need to put yourself out there um, because if you don't, it is w- it is just a missed opportunity. The amount of times that I've spent money and time going to events or resorts or what have you, and walked away and going, well, that was a you know quote unquote waste of time, waste of money. And, you know, I've got to own some of that shit myself too, you know, because I've not put myself out there. I've not gotten what I wanted out of the event. Granted, yes, as you said before, Mr. H, there can also be that housekeeping that's just crap. If it's down to, you know, mingling, there has to be an element of ownership on everybody's behalf. Like the host, yes, has to – we have to create an environment that's going to be able – you know, people are going to be able to mingle, that people are friendly, like-minded, you know, that kind of needs to filter down from us but equally – you know the attendees. Two things: they need to be. They're trying to mingle themselves, but also we all need to remember, regardless of your host or if your attendee, to open our circle up. You know, and if you know, because there can be those perceived clicks, and so having the body language, having those circles kind of opened a little bit more, so people feel that they can, uh, they can approach. But yeah, there you go. That was some of the kind of more constructive feedback.
2: Yeah, and I was going to say there's one more bit as well that, that struck me, um, and it's it's hard sometimes yeah. not to. Try and incorporate an element of forced fun into things to 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 try and make sure those wallflowers get a, a chance to kind of pop their heads above a parapet and say hello. But some people like me, I'll be the first to say I, I cannot stand forced fun because I, no one tells me what, <laughs> what to do and I don't like being told. She can to barely do.
1: stand fun to be fair, <laughs> let alone forced fun. That's not fun. true.
2: Uh, so it's a real fine balance because you know you want to try and please as many people as you can and give them a platform to try and find their way and bring them out of their shallow bit, but you don't want to force fun on the people who already know how to have their fun and then my God they don't want to be told how to do it. So it's a real fine balance, and I think this time we managed to get a really good balance of there is something here for everyone if you let yourself try all these little things. You don't have to do all of them; they're not mandatory. But some of them, if you give them a go, you might just find it. It breaks that ice a little bit. So I think, yes, having the room crawl, which we'll come on to in a second, and the pre-mingle parties, all those things really helped, I think, to try and give someone something that would appeal to to whatever element of your personality you're, you're kind of trying to bring out.
1: I do think that we did, that there is so many things that we do collectively to try and help people through some of this stuff and I don't think I've ever seen so much I'm not going to say it's not handholding, but support for mm-hmm. people and you know people to this event got their own personal podcast about attending the event not only with the details of how that podcast works but or how the event works but how to make the most of the event uh, we, we did a Zoom call for people to dial in to, to, to ask questions and get to know each other there's so many and you know even just the uh, the, the dress code or the, the, the theming.
2: Just so you don't have to think about it if you don't want to. <laughs> well, there's not
1: just that, but there's... Because there's the, it is nice. People do... A lot of people put a lot of creativity in. But what that's really doing is giving all of those people the opportunity to go oh, I really like your outfit to somebody else. I really like your shoes, your jacket. You look really sparkly. Oh, can I touch the fabric there? That looks amazing. These are all means for you to integrate yourself into the group or to introduce yourself to other people. It is it is by design that we do all of this stuff. So, uh, you know, I absolutely agree that, you know, it's it's very easy to kind of go, oh, man, that all feels a bit clicky. But at the same point, you do like as you said, Kate. You have to take advantage of this stuff yourself as well and put yourself forward. And we try and to, I think we tried to create as many opportunities as we could for people to to be able to do that. I'm not, def- you know, not defending what what we've done, but I just think you know I've come away from an event and thought, yeah, you're right. That was a bit of bit of a waste. And and the waste was that we. Didn't integrate ourselves and didn't make that effort. Yeah, and part of that is on us. Yeah, that's true. And I think if you if you legitimately
0: do and you walk away and you know that you've you've tried and you've tried to mingle and the the crowd's not for you, like you can walk away just going, "Yeah, that was actually not for us." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about some of the 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 sensuality and the adventure and the freedom and the excitement. And by that, I mean the floor crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get started on on floor crawl and everything, I guess the elements of it and everything. If you were to say to somebody. In, in very black and white, in a very black and white way, what the original reaction to us saying there's going to be a floor crawl in the chat and to the group going, how would what would you
1: say that reaction? Did, how did that go down? Like a lead fucking balloon? Can I feel this one? Yeah, I would love you to. Because it, uh, it, it was a fucking lead balloon. <laughs> and and so we, we had people coming along to the event and we're all in our chat group and we're like, we're going to do a fro- floor crawl. It's, it's, it's the biggest selling point of this. We think it's going to be amazing. First question: Do I have to do it? Do I have to host a room? <laughs> I don't like socializing with people. Do I have to go? I'm, that's a whole big <laughs> sort of thing that needs to be explored there. But it was. Uh, it all was of wasn't What it? is it? How does what? it work? Why should I bother? Do I have to come early? If I can't get there early, do I have to do a room? It was. Can all, I have a nap? When <laughs> yes. am I
2: going to get? Changed? When am I to eat? Was, <laughs>
1: honestly, uh, yeah. When am I going to eat? Do I have to give away free stuff? Do I? Uh, do I have to go to every room? And we went over and above mm-hmm. trying to explain. We, we, Kate was posting videos of previous floor crawls. We talked about <laughs> it on the podcast that we did. We, we sent pictures. And we pretty much bribed a good chunk of our friends to host rooms. Because
2: we knew people would like it if they gave it a chance.
1: I owe so many people <laughs> cocktails made by me. <laughs> that, I didn't, I
2: didn't bri- <laughs> bribe people of anything. I was just like, come, come along to them. Come on, it's like a pub crawl in a hotel. Well, no, I love not, it.
1: not not the actual people. Because I think once people understood what the room crawl was, they I think they were quite happy to mill around and get free stuff and explore the rooms. But getting people to host the rooms was then trying to get them to understand the benefits of doing that. And I think people got there in the end. But it was like, come on, folks, come on. on. And, you know, we started roping in some some good friends and then one by one people joined in and then they got nervous about the fact that people (laughs) would be coming into their room and did they have enough time to decorate it? And what what if their room was too similar to another? All of this stuff went on.
2: See, I've got a question for Kate because Kate is is a seasoned veteran of floor crawling now. Because, you know, not only has she hosted her own in the past at past events, but I'm sure she's also witnessed maybe yeah, some yeah. as well in the past. I don't know. Anyway, you've been to way more than we have in terms of floor. I keep saying floor, floor crawls. <laughs> How do you think this this UK first ever floor crawl in uh, the hotel went compared to some of the ones that you've seen in the past?
0: So this is just, I, I will answer that question, but I do have to say I was so... ...flipping excited that we were going to have the opportunity to bring this to the UK. I was so excited. The three of us were talking about it. We were getting excited like, man, people are going to have so much fun going to love it. And it did. It it, it went down like a lead balloon in the the group chat. And it kind of crushed my soul a little bit. I was like, guys, you're going to have so much fun. And you know what I thought? I thought, fucking British people. Got to find a problem with everything. (laughs) That's what I thought. This is true. Just got to complain. Got to complain. British people. Got to complain about bloody everything.
1: I remember you and I having a conversation at Palm Springs about would this transfer over to the UK mm-hmm. and I said I think we could we could get it to work but I said they are going to moan like bitches <laughs> no ex- you know <laughs> apologies to bitches that, about it and it will take a large a large bit of effort to get them into the space where they, they'll do it yeah and it, it was it was an immediate crash and burn when we oh, mentioned it and, made, it and we were made like so upset <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, just try it, you'll love it. So to answer your question, Mrs. H, to follow on from that, how do I think it went? It went bloody brilliantly, as I knew it would. The minute people <laughs> started, and I mean, I the feedback here in, in, that's sitting in front of me from the survey, every second, if not, yeah, every second piece of feedback – is about the floor crawl, how amazing it was, how people made all these connections, what a great mingle opportunity. Wow, this was so much fun. I had no idea. Honestly, I could sit here and just read all of these responses about if anything was a standout for our event, it was the floor crawl. And I knew that would be the case. 100%. Because people, once they ha- – I mean, this was a brand new concept to people in, in, in the UK, Um, so I get that. You know, there's maybe a little bit of hesitation when there's something new and you don't really know. But I knew in my heart of heart that when I, when, when it was going to happen and that people were just going to have this amazing time and walk away, having it be a standout for their experience, and it was. I think it worked really well. I think that I saw from, from the host perspective, I saw as much effort as I would see at any of my US floor crawl um, locations. I saw people putting an effort with their decor, with their themes. Yep. You know, everybody's having a different theme in their room. Uh, with their personality, their creativity, letting that come through and letting a little bit of piece of them come through, um, I saw people that might have been a little bit introverted coming out of their shell because this allowed them to have a you know a, a job, if you will, uh, and feel like they're part of the event. I saw the attendees walking around room to room, getting excited, going to the Santa room, getting a present, and coming upstairs, going, "Look, a present!" And I'm like, "Yes, it's it's see." see
1: <laughs> yeah
0: bloody moaning Brits like I just <laughs> so I, yeah I think the host I think the host did an absolutely fantastic job on par with what I see with other events in the US mm-hmm. I think that the attendees were as excited as what I see in other countries around the world like I, I wouldn't say that there was a, a significant cultural difference between mm-hmm. the two. The only thing that I might say is that the the hotels in, in England and the UK do tend to be a little bit, the rooms themselves, a little bit smaller. Yeah. And so in terms of that was probably the largest hurdle and I guess negative Great. was that, you know, and yes, in yes and our U- US ones, the rooms are sizably um, bigger, you know, and so I think that that would probably be the, the, the biggest difference, if I was going to say anything, that I saw between the two. But in terms of the effort involved, the excitement involved, people mingling, partying, everything else, I think also that I did see, and, and you know, British people and Australian people are known for just getting absolutely drunk, right? We're known for it. Yeah. And I again, I was a little bit worried that having the floor crawl and then you know, a short interlude. And then the club, I was a little bit worried people were just going to turn up absolutely slaughtered at a club. Um, again, Brits and Aussies, really well known for this. And actually people, I think people did very well in that they didn't get too drunk at the event. So again, cultural difference there was that I was pleasantly surprised that we didn't allow ourselves <laughs> um, to just get absolutely blotto and then not even make it to the club.
2: Agreed. I think one of my biggest challenges or one of my big bits of feedback for for myself actually for the floor call I was so upset I didn't get to see other people's rooms yeah that was my biggest takeaway but I was like oh I didn't get to see the other ones and I knew they would be amazing and yes I saw one or two in preparation kind of thing getting ready but I didn't get to see it in flow do you know what I mean I was I would have been really excited to walk around and and see that it all come into fruition it would have been great so a learning point for me we Possibly could have managed to somehow tag each other in and had a, a quick you know, circuit ourselves of the rooms just to check them out because it sounds like I missed some amazing rooms.
1: Well, I I did not stop serving no, drinks start from start. the moment the first person walked into that into our room.
0: Do you guys want to talk yeah. about our room then? Because we've kind yeah, of sp- let's yeah. We've yeah. spoken yeah. a little bit about the you know, the lead balloon, the excitement. <laughs> the, maybe uh, yeah. if you guys want to talk about our room, and then let's. Let's touch on some of the other little rooms with the trophies and the the all the things. And I think after we talk about the floor crawl, it'll probably be a really good time to, to break and then uh, do
1: the next bit on the part two. Part two. Mm. Sounds fantastic. So so our room. So this was the the Kate Dowell and Mr and Mrs H room, which was all around a sort of tiki Hawaii themed piece and. I think we, we kind of went with this one because it seemed, you know, pineapples lifestyle seems quite fun. But also <laughs> that we had an inordinate, yep. inordinate amount of pineapple lights mm-hmm. throughout <laughs> throughout our house. So we thought we could grab these, dress the room, and then sort of other ideas started coming in. Like we could make an upside down pineapple drink be the drink yeah. of choice. We could, I can get some Hawaiian cookies to give away to people. And then, then I was like, well, we could project sort of um hawaiian surf in the background of the room uh, when it wasn't advertising samson fridges or whatever the hell it kept doing <laughs> <laughs> thanks youtube very helpful you so could
2: play some good music yeah we could, have, um, we could have little pretty lights everywhere it just all came together really didn't it the hawaiian and, theme
1: and we had all these amazing little decorations that kate had sorted out with the little sort of um little umbrellas for your drinks and little mm. skirting stuff and all these little tiki things. And it, honestly, it felt really fun.
2: And we all wore pineapple themed yeah, clothing, we which had... we all apparently owned already. So yeah, so knew?
1: I, I <laughs> apparently have enough Hawaiian shirts to fulfill Clothes an army. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. And and people, I think, because we were down the end of the room, d- down the end of the hall, and people took, you know, a little while to get to us, I think. But once they come around the corner, it was like this nice little oasis that we'd created for ourselves.
2: And we had apparently the coldest room on the floor, I'm yes. told. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, whether that's because we just figured out the aircon in the room, more factually, I don't know. But at one point, we did open the window. Every single window was open in the room.
0: That was what it kind was. kind of
2: took down your projector a little bit. But, you know, people were like, oh, my goodness, this room is cool compared to the others. <laughs> it's like a furnace. When you have
0: 160-odd people um, visiting 10 different rooms across two floors of a hotel, uh, you know, 30 people in a room, it tends a room that's meant for two to four people, mm. uh, it tends to get pretty hot pretty quick. And I think that the the funny the funny point of that is everybody was like, man, the air conditioning is really struggling. I'm like, okay, have you opened? Have you cracked a window? No. I'm like, every <laughs> well, I had every single window in that room open. Not only that, but obviously our door was chocked open, and I opened yep. the door to the stairwell behind, and I chalked that open, and then I went down into the stairwell, and I opened the window in the stairwell, creating a funnel <laughs> wind situation. Through our room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked because people commented on the ambient climate in our room compared to the other rooms. Which is Which is like
0: ironic this. because Hawaiian themed it actually probably could have done with a bit of the kind of, well, it's tropical oasis, skies, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're like, no, we're, we're sweating balls, so we're actually going to make it really cold.
2: <laughs> I've, I've got um, a, a tip for the next one. I'm saying the next one because, my God, we need to do another one. It was great. So a tip that I think I kind of heard multiple people comment throughout the evening and i wish we'd had this is um it would have been great to have like a notepad or some way of people being able to jot down each other's like names profiles or whatever so we could like take them away because there might people saying oh you won't remember who i am but on this i'm this profile and some people didn't have their phones yeah. with them So, it would have been cool to be able to give people the opportunity to jot down each other's details if they wanted to kind of like catch up later and remember who they were. I talked to a ton of people and fucked if I can remember half the (laughs) names. I wish I could, but (laughs) I'm relying on people's better judgment to maybe reach out and say, hey, (laughs) we talked. But it would have been really useful. It would have been handy to have a little takeaway option to, hey, jot this down if you need to remember someone's name or business card or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Or just something something like that. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) In my head, I'm like, let's just all get white shirts and walk <laughs> around with marker pens and then Something you can just like that, write on yeah. each other.
2: Oh, someone did have um, a pen that they could uh, write on mirrors.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: And they were they were walking around like leaving people lovely really notes. cute little messages on the mirrors. That was really <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: You are beautiful. P.S. For a good time, call me 6969. <laughs> I love like pussy.
1: This is why I keep getting so many calls. <laughs> Oh yeah, so, we put you on Thanks. I, I'm going to take us back to a few months ago, yep. right? Because I remember. So we'd we talked about the room call, and we'd 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 kind of said, okay, we're going to do this, and. One of the things that we we, we do quite regularly regularly throughout the week is that we play Fortnite with um, Secret Stag Mm -hmm. and Secret Victim. And I thought, given that they're, they're our friends, it would be quite easy to rope them into a situation where they hosted a room. We may have taken advantage of that situation. But I remember having this chat with them as we were on the battleground and whatnot. And sort of saying, well, guys, it'd be really good. We'd really appreciate it if you hosted a room. It would really help us out. It'd get things moving and... And then they were like, "Well, what could we do?" And we had this great conversation of just them sort of batting ideas, and all of a sudden, that the idea of Christmas came up, and they are both Christmas aholics, Christmas arolics, yeah. and they they love it and. It got to the point where they, they were, oh, we could have a, we could put a fireplace on on the TV, and then we could bring our Christmas tree, and then, and then he's like, I've got a Santa costume, I can, I can bring that. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. He and, could
2: dress Secret Fixnup as an elf. As an yeah. elf, and
1: then then it became a bit perverted. It was a bit like then she could be an elf, an elf in leather, and she's like, no, <laughs> no, just a regular elf is fine. But that that creative process once they got the idea and and had that that sort of sniff of oh this could be something really yeah. cool that, that they can do and really plays to both of their their personalities i'm amazed to be fair he didn't wear the santa suit round around penthouse he I, was I, hot as I, balls he, no he could he, he would have expired he would have done the tour in that which i'd have endorsed
2: i think at one point i lifted his beard up and like force fed him some pizza because he was like <laughs> yes. trying to pass out It was like you need to eat
1: <laughs> but it was that moment of, of oh they get it and i thought if yeah. they can get it then other people will get it. And then it wasn't that much longer afterwards. We, we, we asked people to to start sort of sending us their ideas and what they wanted to do for the room crawls. And one by one, sort of some friends decided to join in and some other people that we hadn't met before. And before we knew it, we had, I think, did we end up with 10, 10 rooms? I think? 10, 10 rooms, yeah. So we had our Hawaiian one, we had the Christmas one, we had like a disco, cocktail, karaoke thing Bingo with thing. balloons great. Um we had a mario kart tournament oh where,
2: yeah where they I printed their own it,
1: trophies and uh, 3d printed trophies yeah great we have got the big ones we've got oh them. yeah was um oh you do. there
2: was a duck a duck room there was the du- oh, hooker duck oh, room a duck. where they
1: had yeah. a whole we had a dungeon we had a dungeon yeah. we had like a christmas Ooh, dungeon gardens, gardens for yeah.
2: galaxy by room, by celebration room. celebration
1: room, um,
0: social media room. We had the uh, Rosie K room as well. Um, I think I honestly think that there was a moment when, I mean, Mr H was just uh, pouring cocktails like they were going out of fashion in our room, and um, I, I will I will laugh about the fact that. Everything was starting to run out. Like, the alcohol was running out. The food was running out. It was bloody hilarious. People were coming into our room. They're like, do you have any cocktails left? And I'm like, do we have? And then you're like, no. Um, I
1: thought, oh, you're... Ten minutes to the end. Yeah, ten minutes to. It was when two. we ran out.
0: And uh, I thought it was funny because you did not move from that cocktail making station, really. Um, and obviously, Mrs. H was in there doing her thing and, and chatting to everybody. And I was standing at a moment just out, out the front of the door. And this was when people came up the stairwell near me with their their gift from Santa. So that's from Secret Stag and Secret Vixen's Room. Like, I'm so excited. What is it I want? I'm like, you know what you could do? Open the fucking packet. Um, wild idea. <laughs> and uh, and then somebody else came with their trophy from the Super Mario room and the their 3D printed boob trophy. And they're like, look, I got a trophy. And, again, this is what I the, – the idea of sometimes this – what could be seen as slightly silly fun – And being a little bit childish and and removing those masks that we wear, I think actually it makes – it heightens the excitement of the event and it makes people come out of their shell. It makes them not care so much, not be so maybe worried about body confidence issues and all that really serious stuff because we're actually just having a really fun, casual just, you know, time as opposed Mm. to being a little bit more serious and like you said – about the Friday party as well, Mr. H, is having this uh, goal in mind of like, well, we're at the club, there's going to be playrooms and there's this and that. I think that with the floor crawl, what I saw was people just legitimately walking around, getting very excited, having a really good time and allowing themselves to, yeah, maybe be be a little
1: bit silly and fun. I, th- I think if you set the tone and, and much of what we, we do is about setting the tone for this stuff. If the tone is fun, then actually, like you say, that does carry on over to the club. And on the bus, I, I was on the third bus this time around and the the atmosphere was really people were really chilled out they were excited they were happy um and no one was really kind of no no one had the look of someone that was going to be lord of fuck <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah people seemed to be genuinely enjoying the moment rather than bit like game faces now now i am fuck there was none of that sort of nonsense well
0: before we get into the lord of fuck down do you guys want to finish this episode off here and then yeah. on the next episode we can talk about the mayor of the Lord, the 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 I don't know, president, Lord the lady of fucktown. More than the lord and <laughs> lady of Fucktown. Um so yeah, so this has been part one of the Winter Wonderland kind of Wonder Hoppers uh, review and discussion on the event. But we will put the Second part of this out on the Bed Hoppers podcast, so you guys can go and tune into that one to listen to to us again. Uh, we're going to pretend to go away, but in actuality, what we're going to do is do nothing, and we're just going to start talking again very, very soon. Uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. H, thank you for joining us on the Wander Hoppers episode one. Thanks for having us. Thanks.